need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is the Michigan Football Rant, and I'm your host, Adam Brewer. This is the Big Game Pregame Rutgers. Um, before we get into that, guys, uh, I got some new freebies coming out. Uh, if you go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and then you go ahead and support the Spotify, um, just click and support the Spotify uh, channel as well. Uh, screenshot your your uh, your review. You uh, give me your name, email address, or not even email address. You know, PO box, whatever physical address you want me to send stuff to, and I'll send it out to you. Uh, this is the big game pregame Rutgers. Uh, so let's get into the Big Ten play. Oh, before let me tell you, this is going to depend on you guys on if we can continue to do this stuff. This new episode that I'm going to try and do. On Wednesdays, I'm planning to do a Big Ten Bitch Fest. And that means anything in the Big Ten you want to bitch about, hit me up. Anything you want to bitch about Michigan. So more than likely, it's just going to be a Michigan Bitch Fest. But still, you know, whatever whatever you want to bitch about or make fun of, hit me up. Please don't be pornographic or anything stupid like that. But, you know, legit stuff. I don't mind throwing some mud. You know I, you know I love it. So I will provide a link and a few uh, social media posts. Or if you can just go to the Spotify, um, the Spotify, like selling my father, you go to the Spotify and then um, there's a link in my profile there as well for voicemail. And then I'll get all the voicemails, I'll collect them by Tuesday night, so this way I can put everything together for the show on Wednesday. Um, So now let's get into this. There's a lot of interesting things with Rutgers. I think this is a great first Big Ten test for us because I really do believe Rutgers could be legit the fourth best team it's going to be a fight between them and and maryland maryland's really trying to do something this year it looks like um so they're at least the the fifth best team in the east which i don't know what that means in the overall scheme of the big 10 but still you know they're not michigan state (laughs) they're not indiana so i think this is a pretty good test for us and what i noticed was i thought they were going to be awful even though they're always a, a stubborn pain in the ass just because their head coach is that way. So they really embody their head coach. Which, Shiano, man, I, I'm there for it. I, I watched him during Big Ten media days, and I actually kind of liked him. I, was, I wanted to really hate him. I really did. I wanted to try and make fun of him, but I, I actually liked him. So I, they, the coach team it's very they embody each other very it's like it's a very symbiotic thing it looks it's amazing but their defensive backfield is very opportunistic out of three games five interceptions two games with two interceptions each um that is very interesting and very frightening when it comes when we're coming off of a very poor jj performance where he alone threw three interceptions to not the greatest Bowling Green team. Um, I, I got an interesting conspiracy theory I want to throw out there later on in the show about JJ's performance. 
it, it's pure conspiracy, which I, listen, I don't fall for all conspiracy theories, but there are some that are very fun to listen to. Very fun to listen to. So anyways, <laughs> going forward. Um, so they, five interceptions in three games. I know it's Northwestern, uh, Temple, and Virginia Tech, but still. They're out there, they're opportunistic, and this should be a real test for J.J. Now, with Harbaugh coming back, I don't think we're going to see J.J. throw the ball that much in this. I think, we're, I think you're going to see the steady running of the ball. And I really hope that Edwards can stop putting so much pressure on himself and just run the damn ball, kid. You're a talented young man. Just run the freaking ball. And I think you'll find that you'll get back on track. I think you've put, I think he set so, he set the bar so high for himself. And because he didn't pop off in the first couple games, now the pressure's really on, right? Um, you know, it's kind of like pressure in general. And I mean, men can understand this. Uh, when it comes to, like, say, uh, erectile dysfunction. The more, I mean, when it's not, when, especially guys my age, you all know, come on now. When you're there, you're willing, you want to live up to some expectations, but he's just not into it. And the more pressure that happens, the more, oh my God, what's going on? Why is this happening? Now listen, it's never happened to me, but I'm sure there's some, <laughs> I've heard some stories. Now anyways, I know it doesn't happen to Mel Tucker, but, uh, you know, maybe it should have, but, uh, the more pressure you put on yourself, the less you're going to perform, you know, because it, mentally you just kind of screw up sometimes. And I think that's what he's doing right now. I think he's healthy. I think there's, he's fine. He's just putting pressure on himself. He's like, if I can't bust this, if, but if I can't break this run for 20, 30 yards, 40 yards, oh my God, what is going on with me? Why can't I do this? And I think that's what you're seeing right now is that he's putting too much pressure on himself and that's narrowing his focus when he's out on that field. Um, Quorum, I think, is going to do great. I think you're going to see Quorum really do well this game. I think you're going to watch Michigan try and hit it um, in the middle, and then they're going to bust it on the outside. I mean, overall, I just think that's what's going to happen because I think Rutgers knows, especially now, that J.J. had this problem. They're going to try and clog the middle, and they're going to be like, okay, J.J., throw the ball. We have five interceptions this season. You have three last game. Let's see what you can do. So they're going to really plug the middle, and they're going to do exactly what TCU did. But if we can just hit the edges, you're, I think that's what's really going to light it up, ease up some stuff, and then J.J. can start throwing the ball. I think in this one, we need the run game to be very solid in this. Uh, the more we get stubborn and try and hit it in the middle, the more we're going to have massive problems against Rutgers, I think. And we could find ourselves in a dogfight. But hit the, hit the edges, because that's what it looked like against uh, Rutgers uh, when they played. Uh, Temple had 200. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, Virginia Tech had 129 yards on the ground. Now, listen, you know. It seems like Rutgers' defense is getting worse as the year's going on because uh, Northwestern had 201 total yards, 80, 189 passing, 12 yards rushing. Temple, 298, 230 yards passing, 68 yards rushing. And then 319 against Virginia Tech, the most recent game, 190 passing, 129 rushing. 
So we have a chance to light them up, but it's it's so weird, right? Like that's the thing that's kind of scary about it. And I think it's because Rutgers is opportunistic, so they go for the interception and then they take the aggressive play with the passing game. And if you miss, you miss and you miss big. So with Michigan, if they're going to go for it, they're either going to get the interception or don't be shocked if you see a Roman Wilson it, the guy goes for the pick, he misses it, mistimes it or whatever, and Wilson's gone for a touchdown. This could be a big a big play game for us in the passing attack. But since Harbaugh's back, I don't know if that's going to happen, to be quite honest with you. I would love to see Kirk Campbell get the offensive coordinator gig. and Because I think he had some imaginary stuff in the passing game. I fear with Sharon Moore back, it's just going to be boring. Because that's what we looked like last last game. It was boring. Um, sorry, I'm rambling. But still, it's... Yet the biggest danger is going to be the biggest reward for us in this game. I think if we can expose that, that pass defense or take advantage of their aggressiveness, I think that could lead to huge plays. Because they're going to they're gonna set out to stop the run because of how good they've been in the past in getting turnovers. And then JJ's thrown three interceptions. I know I've said this like three times, but anyways. Their offense, I, I don't know if I'm very impressed with their offense, to be quite honest. Um, they, they're running, this running back, number five, uh, I'm not even going to attempt to name, say this kid's name, but the kid's solid. I mean, he's got some speed. And they love to do this RPO from what it looks like with Rutgers. Uh, Winstat, not a great passer. Really not a great passer. Uh he had 46 yards passing against Virginia Tech, right? But they did a lot of RPO there, and he had 89 yard he had 89 yard rush or no 87 yards rushing off 11 attempts, and then he had two touchdowns, one passing, one rushing, but still, you know, not a great passer. Still, also that number five, uh, steady. I mean, the first game, 14 carries for 49 yards and a touchdown. But then he's ratcheted it up this, I mean, considerably. Uh, against Temple, 23 for 165 and a touchdown. And then against Virginia Tech, 16 for 143 and three touchdowns. Yeah, three touchdowns. Now, they hit the edge with, with the running back, and then they try to use the quarterback to go up the middle. And that's like fake, fake the handoff, use the running back, as a blocker, an additional blocker, and he just follows them through the hole. I think our linebackers are going to get tested this week just because they're not going to be able to do that stuff with the quarterback against our defensive line. I just don't see it. I, our, our big boys in the middle are going to tear that offensive line up. I don't see I don't see the run in the middle being anything, so I really believe our edge rushers and our nickel guys, if we're in nickel, or our linebackers, their their edge presence, their keeping containment is going to be huge this week. They have to. Because this kid, when he gets out, this number five, when he hits the edge, he could be gone. He has got game-breaking speed. So, we need to make sure that our edges are, that our contained game is solid this week. If not, we're gonna, we will find ourselves in a dogfight. They present so many legit uh, tests for Michigan in ways that we kind of been lacking. You know, 
Uh, aggressive defensive backfield. J.J. struggles with the passing just in this last game, which was, you know, something concerning. And then us containing the edge, which has always been a Michigan thing. I mean, as far as, well, as long as Harbaugh's been around. It's always, I mean, if you're going to get outside, you're, you can get outside on us because we just don't contain the edge very well, um, in my opinion. Now, maybe there's proof to the contrary, but in my opinion, what I've seen, I just don't think we do it very well. So that's going to be huge for us. Um, I still think we win this. I mean, obviously, but if we play with our heads up our butts like we did, and I'm looking at you, Max Bredesen, and... If you, I mean, I would love to say McGregor, but what the, be honest, that had to be a coaching mistake. What the hell is McGregor doing in the game in any type of uh, offensive, because, you know, punts or kickoffs is basically a, an offensive type return, right? It's, it's adding bonuses. It's, you know, threat to score, all that stuff. Uh, what is he doing in there? Mac Bre Max Bredesen, I just, I don't want to start thinking of you um, as, and I can't even remember the kid's name now. Ah, uh, Ben something. Oh, well. He was a linebacker. He went to Michigan State. It wasn't great, but I had a lot of hope for him. I actually kind of liked him, and then he just went to shit. So I just hope Mac Bredes, Max Bredesen, this was just a momentary lapse. And I hope next time you get the ball when it's kicked to you, just fall on the ground. Just kneel it. Don't run it. Don't be a hero because you're not fast. So I don't know what you thought you were going to do. If you had been watching, like, high school uh, highlights of when, like, say the punter runs it, you know, like, runs it in for a touchdown on a fake or an offensive lineman picks up a, a fumble and runs it in for a touchdown. I don't know if you thought you could do that stuff. That's not you. So please don't be outside of you when you can't do it. You grab the ball and you fall to the ground holding on to the ball when it comes to a kickoff. You, on offense, provide great blocks. That's it. Just do that. I don't want to hear your name. Because all I know is whenever I hear your name, it's for something stupid. Don't do it. Or it's been a great block. I, outside, I don't, that's it. I just want to hear your name when it comes to blocks. That's it. That's all. Okay. So I, I think we're going to... I know I'm probably all over the place. But uh, I think we're going to win. I think it's going to be... At the end of it, I think it's going to be a very easy win for us. It's going to be challenging the first half like it always is. But I think... I really have faith that we do make great second half adjustments. Um... Bowling Green was not one of them. Uh, <laughs> but still, I'm going to have faith that we make great second-half adjustments. And I think we beat them this week. Uh, man, 31-10 would be my guess. Not you know, Our defense is too good. Uh, I'm going to say 31-7. 31-7, I... For the life of me, I don't, I mean, I want to say higher, but I would Harbaugh back and I just, I don't see us 
putting up more than that. So 31-7, it's still going to be a convincing win. It's going to be like a 14-7 game at halftime or something like that. 14 14-7, uh, yeah, 14-7, like 7-10, something like that. It's going to be real close. It's going to be real annoying. We're going to be frustrated. But then I think in the second half we come out and we do something. Um, if we have Will Johnson back, if we have Rod Moore back, uh, I think that... I think we're going to turn them into a run, run heavy offense, and I think that's when we really just start picking it apart, and, and we just start taking them out, uh, because I this kid can't pass the ball effectively, in my opinion. Uh, so I think that's where that's where we get it. Um, now let's move into the stars of the game. Uh, with that, I think Coram's going to have like 110, 115 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Roman Wilson, like I said, I think they're going to be aggressive, and I think JJ's going to catch him once or twice. And I expect to see big plays this week from Russell uh, Russell Wilson. You can tell him I'm a Bronco fan, huh? Roman Wilson, uh, he's going to go for six for 105 and two touchdowns, going to be my guess. And then I think Colson, you're going to see over 10 tackles for Colson this week. It wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if it's another uh, linebacker, but I'm just going to go with Colson. Just because I think he's our leader. I love the way this kid approaches things. So I want to give him the nod this week. But 10 total tackles. I, their, their linebackers are going to get a lot, of, a lot of work this time on the edge. Um, now, Big Ten. Before I get into my conspiracy theory. So, guys, wait for this conspiracy theory. Because I think you may find it interesting. And I was just thinking about this. I was a little drunk thinking about some stuff. But, you know. Anyways, big games in the Big Ten that I'm very curious about. Wisconsin-Purdue, both of them aren't great, but it kind of gives you an idea what the East is going to look like when it comes, who's going to be like the legit threat to Iowa. And it's Wisconsin, I would think, but I I want to see how this mediocre game plays out. I'm, I guess I'm just a glutton for punishment. Maryland-Michigan State. This is Maryland's chance to really make some noise and beat up on... A very crappy Michigan State team. But at least to them, they'll be like, yes, look at us. We can handle things. They, they have an explosive offense. And their defense is decent. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Iowa-Penn State. I think this is the first time Penn State is playing a truly, truly good team. Uh, I don't like Cade McNamara that much. Just a, I think he's a spoiled brat. Which is sad because I really wanted to like him. After he left, I really wished him well, but he's really proving to be a spoiled brat. Uh, he, but he's not, I mean, he's above average quarterback. He's not great. He's not elite, but he's above average. And Penn State has not seen an above average quarterback yet. He probably won't make any big, big time mistakes. And this is the first time that Drew Aller has faced a really, really good defense. And they are opportunistic. Big time. I mean, Iowa last year, Iowa's defense scored more touchdowns, I think, than their offense, <laughs> to be quite honest. I know it's probably not true, but still, it's funny. Um, so I really think Iowa has a chance to beat Penn State this week. I was not impressed with Penn State last week. I wasn't. I mean, you had four interceptions and you scored 20 points off of those turnovers. If you faced a quality qu- quarterback, and it's funny that I say that with Mich- with. JJ throwing three picks. I get it. For all you non-Michigan fans that listen to this podcast, I understand it sounds hypocritical. I got it. 
Big difference, though, is when he threw three interceptions, I think they scored, what, six points, three points off of that? Penn State scored 20. They don't score those points, or they even score half of those points, they lose the game to Illinois. That's all I'm saying. I know it's ifs, ands, and buts, whatever. Um, so I want to see how Penn State reacts to this. I think it's going to be a great test. I think it could be one of the better games of the year. Uh, I'm looking forward to that game. Ohio, <laughs> Notre Dame, uh, we really get to see who Ohio, who Ohio is in this week. I think Notre Dame's going to take them to the woodshed. Um, I think Penn State, uh, not Penn State, I think Notre Dame wins at least by two touchdowns. At least by two. Maybe Ohio shows up and McCord is everything he's supposed to be, and then it's a much a much better game, and then they win. A, uh, they win, but I don't believe it. I don't think McCord's that impressive, to be honest. I know they beat Youngtown State, and they beat Western Kentucky, but Western Kentucky has never had a great defense. Why do you think they have such problems because their offense is always go, 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 go. So if you don't do well and you keep going three and out, three and out, three and out, your defense wears down pretty quick. And then that's when teams score a lot of points on you. So it's one, it's like, it's like one side or the other. Like you either put a lot of points on teams because you wear them out defensively because you keep getting first downs and you keep moving. The pace of the game is fast. So you wear them down or the opposite happens. And that's just what happened to Western Kentucky. So, I'm not sold. I, I think Notre Dame wins by at least two touchdowns. Uh, so let me get into this conspiracy, all right, for people who are left. Um, Michigan played Bowling Green, as we all know, last week, and Michigan did not look great. Now, my thought would be Harbaugh has a very close, very close ties to Bowling Green, and uh, their head coach, Scott Leffler, is a Michigan quarterback. I think, now listen, if you're Bowling Green, you know you're going to lose. You're Scott Leffler. You know you're not going to beat us. Even on your best day, you weren't going to beat us. You had your third string quarterback in for 75% of this game, right? Why? I could just see Harbaugh going to them and saying, listen, here's a list of things we want you to attack us on. You're not going to win. You're going to get the payday anyways for coming to Michigan. They paid them probably a, a handsome a handsome amount just to be there. So if you're not going to win, you're already getting paid well for it. Your head coach is an ex-Michigan football quarterback. And Harbaugh has ties to Bowling Green with like his father and all his graduates and blah, blah, blah. Here's a list. This is what I want you to test on us on defense. Throw the deep ball on us. See how we can handle the deep ball. All right? Throw the deep ball a few times. See what we can do here. And see if we can stop it. Um, also, here's where I think JJ is struggling. Or not struggling, but is deficient. Let's do that. Here are the things. Here's, what, here's his Achilles heel. Attack that. And let's see what happens. And then we got that unimpressive uh, game. Even though we won 31-6, wouldn't that make sense? Wouldn't Scott Leffler want to help out Michigan? You know you're not going to win the game. So what is there really to creating a, a game plan to win the game when you know you're not going to do it? You're not going to knock off. You're just not. With that defense, there was no way you were going to beat us. 
with your third-string quarterback. Even you knew your quarterback, your starting quarterback, wasn't even going to start. You knew it. And also, your starting quarterback was sacked seven times by our defense last season. So you didn't have the guy to win the game anyways. So why not help out Michigan before Big Ten play? Just my conspiracy theory. I think it has, it sounds interesting. It sounds actually legit. Like, why wouldn't you? All for the greatness of Michigan, right? The alumni, once once you're a Michigan guy, you're always a Michigan guy. A Michigan man. Once you're a Michigan man, you're always a Michigan man. You always help. You always look to push the Michigan football agenda forward. You know you weren't going to win. Why not help them learn some stuff in a real game? I don't know. Sounds like a real thing. Let me know. Hey, leave me a voicemail. Tell me how crazy it is. That's fine. Like I said, I'm not tied to it. I don't think it's legit. I just think, hey, it's an interesting thing. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? All I know is if Epstein Island's real, this could be real as well. (laughs) You love how I go to the extreme? Okay. Um, You guys... Great. It's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It really is. I know last week was frustrating. Still great to be a Michigan Wolverine right now. We're 3-0, going to Big Ten play. We're still probably the odds-on favorite to win the Big Ten. What more can we ask for? I mean, yeah, well, there's a lot more we can ask for, to be quite honest, because we're fans. And we're crazy. I mean, we are legit nuts. Fan, short for fanatic. And why wouldn't you be? If you're a fan of Michigan, you want the only the best for them. So it's still great to be Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.